What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us once again here for Bible Study, House of David Ministry. I'm Pastor Keith Allen. I'm Pastor Summer Allen. And we are studying, continuing our study in the book of Isaiah. We had a few chapters we were, uh, we were focusing on. may not get to them all, but that's okay. Uh, those chapters were 13, 38, 41, and 43. Um, so before we get started, I want to go ahead and, and, and pray in. We should we uh, honor God here before we do anything. We'll be starting in Isaiah 13. Or oh, 14. It was 14. 14. 14, yes, I'm sorry, 14. Okay. Bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you to God for this blessed day in which I get granted unto us, O Lord God. Grace us with your mercy and grace, O Lord God. We pray and thank you, O Lord God, for allowing all of us to come together as one in the unity of the faith to study your, your word, O Lord God. We thank you, O God, for being our God and allowing your word to dwell within our hearts and in our minds, O Lord God. We pray that we receive understanding and knowledge here tonight, O Lord God, as we dig into your word, O Lord God, and we just thank you, O God, allowing us to continue to be in good health, continue, Lord God, to, to make it through this life and getting us this far in life. It could be far worse things that could, could come upon us, Lord God, but you are our God, and you have shown yourself to be true in our lives, and we thank you for every moment in which you have blessed us with. In Jesus' name we pray, thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Okay. Chapter 14. 1414. Uh, I had wanted to read some notes that I had uh, kind of wrote down and, and uh, underlined a few things. Now, in, in chapter 14, Lucifer is mentioned. Actually, my name is, he's mentioned. Um, and it's in reference to the kings uh, that's ruling at this time. And they're trying to reference this king, his downfall that's going to happen just as the downfall of Lucifer. So I just want, you know, a lot of people um, kind of get confused with that, that scripture when you go to verse 12 of chapter 14 and it starts to talk about him. It's kind of, it kind of gets a little uh, confusing for some, not all, but some try to understand what's going on here. You talk about this king, and all of a sudden Lucifer is mentioned. Um, and this is just the fall of Babylon, the king of Babylon, pretty much. The, God always puts his people in, in submission. 
when they fall away from him. So we always sit here and say, well, why God, why? God, God allows it to happen. So he says, if you don't want to be for me, the protection, I'm going to lack on it. I'm going to still protect you, not let you lose your life. But things will start to happen to you. Okay? So with that being said, the children of Israel, they rebel. They, they go against God. They do these things throughout their history. You know, we see this. So God pulls back the reins, and he allows the enemy to, to come in. And that's what happened with the king of Babylon. But now the king of Babylon has all this might, this power. He's, his kingdom is growing. He gets, a, he gets a notion in his head to think that he's going to be mightier than God because he's thinking, oh, I can take all this. Well, God's like, I'm the one who built all this. How can you take from me? What you see before you is mine, and without it, you do not have it. So God is trying to put him back straight, right? And he says in verse 12, I'm going to start reading there. He says, how you are falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Lucifer is known as the morning star um, because he, he shines so brightly. He was a, he was a very bright angel, like an uh, 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 angel of light, um, and his name in the Hebrew actually means day star. When you speak to it in, in, um, in, um, in the Hebrew language, but when you talk about it in the uh, Greek, it, it, it means the planet of Venus. Uh, because the way the sun can beam off of, the, of, of Venus uh, during eclipses and stuff like that. But that's what it means in the Greek. Uh, is Lucifer's he's the day he's the day star. He shines that brightly. He's an angel of light. God never said he stopped being an angel, even though he was cast out of heaven. Lucifer is still an angel. He's just not a good one. Okay. So he says, "The sun of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you." who weakened the nations. He's, he's, again, he's referring to his king, how you conquered so many nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Because these are the words of Lucifer. And this king is getting puffed up like this. Okay? I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. On the farthest side of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's where God's like, okay, you don't got, you don't got a little up beside yourself now. Now he's trying to say you will be above me. Okay? Yet you shall be brought down to Seol, meaning Hades, hell. Okay? You'll be brought down there, he says, to the Lord depths of the pit, those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? So that same fall that Lucifer had in that day to come in judgment, we're all going to look at him just as you know, God is looking upon this king now, saying the people are going to look at you like, Okay, you had all this, but now look at you. The mighty will fall. We had this conversation about a year ago 
how we have people in our lives, family members, people on our jobs, who just really dig at us all the time, especially if they're in a, a position of power, they try to control you. They try to make your life miserable mm-hmm. as best they can. And we always talk about it. Sometimes you just got to let God do, do, do God, mm-hmm. and he will remove these people. And we've seen that happen to a few people here where, where he did remove some people out of their lives when all you got to do is, you know, ask God for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I'm not wishing any will, ill will on nobody, but you know what? I need this situation to be better for me. Right. Yep. And that's what it's all about. So that's what God did there. Right? So I'm jumping now. I'm jumping now to verse 22. Okay, and he says, For I will rise up, and this is about where I'm being destroyed here, for I will rise up against them, says the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant. Remnant meaning, of course, you all know that's just what's left over. Mm-hmm. It's like if you had you you were cutting some meat up and you're trying to cut it in specific lengths and you you want two feet every two feet, but then oh man, I got a, a half a foot. That's a remnant because it's not what you actually want; it's the remainder. Mm-hmm. So God's saying, anybody who remains, they're gonna be cut off. Right, and cut off from Babylon the name and the remnant and offspring and posterity, says the Lord. I will also make it a possession for the porcupine and marshes of muddy water. I will sweep it with the broom of destruction, says the Lord of hosts. I want to stop there because some people always think that the bad things happen to their enemies. Always happen to their enemies. But if you're not for God, it will happen to you too. Because God says in his word, if we are not for him and we are doing the things that these people are doing, if we feel we want to take their side and do the stuff that they're doing, we fall, just like he says, the people that are with the children of Israel, when they're there, they count as part of the children of Israel. They don't have to be Jewish. They don't have to be from the tribe, the 12 tribes. You're counted in with them. So how you carry yourself, that's where God places you. Okay, Well, you place yourself, I should say, that's where God judges you. Because a lot of people think it's just going to happen to anybody. If you're not in the, if you know better off than those who are about to be judged and punished, you're going to fall in that same category. All right, so verse 24, it says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And I, and as I have purposed, so it shall stand. So God saying, whatever he purposed, no person can, can change it. He purposed it to be, and it shall be. That I will break the Assyrian in my land, and on my mountains tread him underfoot. Then his yoke shall be removed from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is what God is saying, because this is this is the the the, the works of Christ. The works that Christ did, God purposed it, and it shall stand. 
Because that's why he's saying he's lifting this burden off of our shoulders. He's taking the yoke away. And what did Christ say? Come to me who are all heavy laden. Mm -hmm. And I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. For my yoke is easy easy, and my burden burden is light. So God is already, these are the words of God speaking now to them, and he's telling them about what Christ is going to come to do. Right. And some people don't even understand the destruction. They they think, oh, Christ came, he died on the cross, and that's it. No, there's a second coming. Because he has to sit right, put in motion the things that need to be put in motion to give everybody that chance to, just as the children of Israel, come back to God. Call upon me. Be, be, become my children once more. And when I come back, the next time, God's like, if you still ain't right, then you had your chance. Just like our parents told us, you know, clean this house up. When I come back from work or wherever it came, we're going to, and they say, that come back. This house ain't clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be repercussions, right? Right. That's what God is saying. Mm-hmm. He says it's going to be repercussions. Mm-hmm. So, and then he goes on to say, you know, this is the purpose that is, pers- is purposed against the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed and who will annul it. No one can do it. No one can undo it. No one can say, no, this is not so. God purpose it to be, so shall it be. His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? It's a prophetic word that a lot of people don't even understand. He's giving, showing you the grace and mercy that abounds in him, and God talks in parables because he wants people to seek him to understand. Mm-hmm. If he gives it to you straightforward, then what's the reward in that? If you go to school and someone gives you all the answers, right. what have you learned? There's no challenge. Right. What have you truly learned and what, and what do you have to appreciate? Right. But you have to put forth an effort. That's what God wants you to do. He gives us, I don't want to call them riddles, but they are. They, they're kind of like the little puzzles that he gives us mm-hmm. because that's how he wants us to seek him. Like we call them brain teasers. Yeah. He wants you to seek him to say, okay, I just don't get this. I'm reading this. I don't read it ten times. I don't understand it. Right. That's what God wants. He wants your lack of understanding to come to him. Right. He wants you to seek him for the answer. Mm-hmm. But few, few, few and far between, we don't do that. We sit here and we ask each other, what does this mean? Right. How do I get there and do this and do that? Mm-hmm. God has all the answers. Yes, he does. Now, I'm not saying he can't give it because he gave it to Isaiah to give to them. He had the answers, but again, that answer still came in a riddle. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of it all. So, God goes on to say here, verse 28, this is the burden which came in the year that King Ahaz died. And he, he just get this, he says, 
do not rejoice, all you uh, Philistia, because the rod that struck you is broken. So this evil king has died. And he says, don't rejoice, hold tight. Mm-hmm. He says, for out of the serpent's roots will come forth a fight. In other words, one worse than him. Right. You know, like you always say, be careful what you wish for. Right. Because <laughs> you just might get it. <laughs> yeah, the one who was oppressing you, yeah, he's gone. But the one that replaces him is even worse. It always happens that way. It always happens that way. But the thing is, and I, and I always, you know, I've been on this kick lately. God is very detailed. In his, in his laws, he was very detailed of how he wanted things. He gave specific measurements, specific ordinances of how to do certain things. He was very specific. And when we go to God, we need to be very specific. Because yes. if you're not, God's like... And he goes into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, that is exactly what you asked for. Right. I gave it to you. Right. He says, don't rejoice because... A viper is going to come out of this out of this thing, and he says, and mm-hmm. uh, again, and we're in verse twenty nine here, guys. Uh, he says, and its offspring will be a fiery flying serpent. The firstborn of the poor will feed, and the needy will lie down in safety. I will kill your roots with famine, and it will slay your remnant. Wail, O gate! Cry, O city! All you Philistia are dissolved, for smoke will come from the north, and no one will be alone in his appointed times. And he's saying that there's going to be this great army coming. Mm-hmm. No one will be alone. It's going to be so many. They're going to be stacked up, you know, so close. This great army is coming. He says, what will they answer the messengers of the nation? That the Lord has founded Sion and the poor of his people so take refuge in it. Mm-hmm. So God's saying, note that this big army is coming, this massive army is coming. Right. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a real bad thing if you're not with the Lord. Yes, it is. You gotta make sure you're underneath the, the wings of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they say you straight straighten up and fr- fly right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And in that last verse, you can actually find that parable in Psalms 87. So for those who wanted to understand that a little better, that verse 32, which was that last verse, mm-hmm. you can find that in Psalms 87. Okay? Okay. Anyone got any questions or any thoughts or input? No, I think you pretty much covered the question, you know, the big question on that chapter. Oh, okay. What was the big question? (laughs) About referring to Lucifer. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, so chapter 38 we are going to jump over to, guys. If I'm moving too fast, please let me know. I don't want to lose anyone. No, it's over. We got four chapters, so. Okay. All right. I I, I kind of like chapter 30, 38. 
I like chapter 38 because this is Hezekiah, and Hezekiah has gotten very sick. And he knows he's on his deathbed. And God even sent Isaiah to him and told him, yeah, your days are done. And this is what you were referring, this story is what you're referring to, to play, pay close attention to the story, Yeah. to what he's doing to show, like, this is how you reason. See, reason with God. Reason like with I say, God. God is very specific. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now he says in, in, in the first verse, chapter 38, in those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, says the Lord, set your house in order. That's powerful. If you let that go of your head, you better reach back and try to grab on hold to it. Don't let it go too far. Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. God is saying, set yourself in order. Remember we said last week, consider yourself. Yes. Get yourself right. Mm-hmm. Because when your day comes and you're not right, just as that king of Babylon, you're going, like you said, to Hades. They used the Hades word. So mm-hmm. that's where you're going to be, you know, that's, what, that's your destination. Mm-hmm. Get yourself right. Why you have time. Why you have the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He says. And it's not something like, I mean, it, there is a fear, but then there's also a rejoicing. Rejoicing, knowing that because it's knowing that that all your work is not in vain. That if you pursue God, you receive, you know, every promise that God said. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about focusing on the the hell part of it, but it's letting you know that don't play games, you know, yeah. with your own soul. Exactly. Be serious. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't tempt God. Yeah. Yeah. So then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said this, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. So he's reminding God, God, remember all the stuff that I did. Just remember and recall mm-hmm. the things that I did for you. That's his reasoning. That's his reasoning. Mm-hmm. So he, God has to consider this now. Mm-hmm. You brought a petition before him. He has to listen. Mm-hmm. Right? God is not a God who ignores. I think it was actually the other day where we were reading where um, – it might have been in Ezekiel where he said, come and let us reason together. Or yes. Was it, or was it Isaiah? It was an Isaiah. Isaiah. Come let us reason together. He said that and he gave the whole chapter of, of telling you how to come to him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to come knowing the word. Yes. And you have to kind of come knowing exactly what you're, you're requesting and what your argument is that you can get it. <laughs> right. Because that's what he says in, uh, I think it's in Ephesians, I believe. It might be in the Corinthians. Where he says, um, you know, come, you know, God is rewarded for those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So it's it's about you know going deep, going deep in God. You know, right? And that's Not just throwing up. Well, you know, there's a difference in prayer, and I, I can just say that real quick. Um, there's a difference when you pray. Uh, sometimes we pray to God and we'll talk to Him and we'll ask Him for things or we'll ask Him, you know, make requests to Him. Well, and giving instruction about how we want it. Well, it's not even that. We'll do it like on a like a like a subconscious level, where we're really not even thinking about and really not requesting the presence of God or trying to get into the presence of God. We'll just start, oh Lord, can you bless this? Can you bless that? Blah blah blah. Not saying that God doesn't honor honor your your prayers. He still honors your prayers. But there's a deeper prayer that you can get into with God that goes beyond your flesh into the secret place with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's just like, um, actually I was just praying about this this morning on our prayer line. It's just like when the uh, old priests would go into the tabernacle and they would go into the holies and the holy of holies, mm-hmm. taking what? The prayers of the people, people with them. In, into the Holy And they were, uh, and they were trying, go ahead. And they were trying to um, take all of the prayers inside and um, beseech the Lord. This is the same type of prayer that you have to understand that you have the, the opportunity of having. I was actually reading a Hebrews this morning, and I um, might have been, might have been four, uh, 14, but it had said that that when you go in, that the Lord had left the Holy Ghost behind, and the reason for the, the Holy Ghost was not um, only just to comfort us, but to show us the way, because remember the, the, um, the veil was rent in two which gave us access into that holy of holies with God that, that we didn't have before. And it actually, here it, here it is in Hebrews 9, and it says in verse 8, the Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was not yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered um, both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscious. Um, But skipping down here, he says um, in 11, but Christ being come in high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, and then he, um, then he talks about in verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in, entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption from us. Or, I'm sorry, obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of calves and of goats and ashes of an heifer sprinkling upon sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to, to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So he's, he's telling you here of how he entered into the holy of holies. He went into the presence of God. Even Jesus, 
you know, to obtain, you know, mercy for us. There's a way that you go into the Holy of Holies yourself. There's a prayer that is deeper that you go into besides throwing up a, you know, a one prayer. There's a way to go before the king is what I'm, is what I'm ultimately saying. That even if you look at Esther, the, the, um, the story of Esther, mm-hmm. and how she had, she, she was supposed to go before the king, and she was told what the rule was. Right. You can't go before the king until you were, unless you were summoned. Mm-hmm. And she had to do what? Break that rule. She had to break the rule, but she also had to fast and purify and sanctify herself like a lamb, mm-hmm. right? And then she had to present herself, you know, spotless, you know, before him. Then he would hear her. So that's the thing is, and that's what God is even saying here. Like, if you come before me, you got to come correct. And then when you come correct, come with your argument, your reason, your, you know what I mean? Like, why should I give this to Why Why should I do this? I mean, you know, like I said again, sometimes some prayers, God just answers. Right. But there's other things that we request of the Lord, and there's a way. Just like with Hezekiah, he's asking him to let him live. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has an expiration date. We all do. Right. And he's, like, asking them to go beyond this expiration date. <laughs> so that's some reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Go ahead. So Hezekiah, he's pleading with God now. So we're in verse 4 of Isaiah, chapter 38. He says this, and, it, and the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. I want to stop there. Fifteen years God added to, to Hezekiah's, Hezekiah's life. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man of Tell us much. You know, he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. And he says. Right. But that, that number 15, he gave 15 years. Hmm. And he was sick, about to die. What does 15 mean in numbers? Okay. It means rest. Rest from the, uh, from, uh, the, uh, from you. You get the rest from deliverance and salvation. Mm-hmm. That's what 15 means. Rest. Eternal. Eternal rest. Mm-hmm. So he gave him 15 years as a representation of Hezekiah. When these 15 years are done, mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about it. Right. You're going to enter into my rest. Yeah, you're going to enter in God's rest. Mm-hmm. The everlasting rest. Anyone uh, want to add anything to that? Are you following? Are we losing you? <laughs> Anyone? Uncle Prama, you want to add anything? No, I'm not Okay. 
Okay. Like, five represents a grace, so that's like grace times three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says in verse 6, I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. This is the sign. Verse 8. Behold, I will bring the shadow on the sundial, which has gone down with the sun, on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backward. That's the time. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Why? Because without God, there is no time. God doesn't need time. So he said, I can do whatever I want to with it. <laughs> That's right. And he did. He said, so the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial by which it had gone down. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that mean that the earth reversed? Yeah. Get the sun down? Go it, back? It could have just it, stopped. It could have <laughs> just stopped, just like God didn't let it rain for, what, three years? Yeah. God is God. The earth, the earth, the, everything is under His rules. He says He's going to do it. He says He's going to do it. Uh, I mean, it could have been that the earth reversed itself, or the sun, or the sun. It could have just been meant that time just got pushed back. However, miraculously, he did that. (laughs) He's God. He's God. But just, I mean, when you think about that for the moment, you know, um, Hezekiah, we're not any different from him. Um, The Lord will do whatever he wants to do for any one of us. And that we're, these are not just, you know, how people think about, okay, their mindset is, is that, okay, this is in the biblical times. And um, to think that God is not the same God then that he is now. And God is the God of, of all times. Mm-hmm. So that even when you see that God did this again and bestowed great favor, on to Hezekiah and 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 extended his time, you know, beyond um, his years. He can do the same thing for you. It's about knowing how much God loves you, um, knowing how much God cares for you, because when you think about it, that He literally, you know, stopped time. He stopped the sun, you know, just for Hezekiah. That's love. That's love. Just for one man. And we live in a world full of billions and trillions of people. Just yeah. for one man. Well, it's God's grace and his mercy. I love how, well, we'll read on, but I love how he calls Abraham my friend. Yeah. No, go ahead. You go ahead. No. Go ahead, read. Go ahead. Yeah. Is it in the same chapter? I don't want to go too far ahead. 
I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I love how, well, just that phrase of, of how, how God says, you know, he calls him Abraham, my friend. Right. I, I just love that. that that's um, another chapter, though. Yeah, I think it's like 40, 41. Um, I love how God did that, and, uh, yeah, on, on chapter 41 and verse 8, mm-hmm. he, he says, Abraham, my friend. And... Um, to know that God sees, you know, sees man as his, as his friend. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's very deep. Are we jumping there to 41? Yes, or? we are. Yeah. We're, we're, done, we're done with uh, 38. Okay. So we're Unless anyone got any questions or any comments, Dad. Rolling along. Okay. Regina, you doing okay over there? I am. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> All right. Chapter 41 of Isaiah. And he says this in verse 1, Keep silent before me, O coastlands, and let the people renew their strength. Let them come near, then let them speak. Sounds to me like God's giving everybody a voice to opinionate themselves. Sounds like God's giving everybody an opportunity to speak for themselves. That doesn't happen these days. He says, let us come near together for judgment. We all come together for it. And God, God says this, who raised up one from the east? Who in righteousness called him to his feet? Who gave the nations before him and made him rule over kings? Who gave them as the dust to his sword and driven stubble to his bow? Who pursued them and passed safely by the way that he held not gone with his feet? Who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? And he says, I, the Lord, am the first. And with thee, last, I am he. God saying, whatever it is you got going on in your life is why. Because of him. Good or bad. And sometimes your bad is not because you did something bad or wrong. Sometimes God has to strengthen us in a way that only he knows that we can handle. And sometimes that's the only way that we can get the hint mm-hmm. is by taking us through something. Because you can't always have it easy, you know, in this life. When you get to heaven, yeah, ice creams and cookies, all you know, all day long. But in the meantime, God's like, look, I need to know that you are for me. And I always go back to my military days because if you take someone off the street, put an M16 in their hand, and throw them over in Vietnam, they might last two minutes. They have no idea what to do. They had no formal training. They might get killed. They might run. Who knows? You know, like, I'm out of here. I'm trying to leave. Step on the landmine, boom, blown up. Right. 
But God is saying, I'm not just going to throw you on the battlefield. I'm going to send you to boot camp to train you. And that's what we do in this life. We're going through boot camp. We are learning. And that's why the Holy Spirit is here dwelling with us to comfort us in this time of learning, of training, to be soldiers for God, to be anchors for those who need anchoring. Mm -hmm. Because come judgment day, when that great battle comes, don't think you're going to be sitting on the sideline cheering. You're going to have to get in there and get dirty. That's what God is building. That's what God is putting together in us. So when you're going through something, thank the Lord, because when you come out of it, you know you're going to be stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. You're going to be stronger some kind of way, whether it be wisdom, understanding. Whatever it is that God is placing on you, compassion, integrity, Anything it could be, God is always working on us. And we need to learn to appreciate that and stop complaining. Because we, 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 we do a lot of that as people. But God is trying to tell us something here. Because he's saying he's the one that did it all. Right? Mm-hmm. And get this. In verse, verses 5 through 7, I have marked this. He says, the coastlines saw it and feared. The ends of the earth were afraid. They drew near and came. Everyone helped his neighbor and said to his brother, be of good courage. Verse 7, very powerful. So the craftsman encouraged the goldsmith. He who smooths with the hammer inspired him who strikes the anvil. So there's a whole lot of coming together, people helping one another in their in their in their gifts. Mm-hmm. They are encouraging one another, inspiring one another. And he says it's saying it is ready for the soldering, meaning he's telling this guy I did this part of it. I'm passing it. It's like an assembly, assembly line of hope and freedom was what they're passing on. One person, the craftsman, done his thing. He passed it on to the goldsmith, encourages him. And then he who smooths with the hammer, meaning, you know, we watched this show last weekend, and it's these uh, goldsmiths, they were... Well, I don't want to call them goldsmiths. They, they, they might be called something else. Uh, but they were making these swords, right? And they were in this competition. It was four, four guys, and they were trying to see who can make the best sword. So they're putting this, this iron in the fire. They're taking it out, dipping it in the oil. They, they, they got it on the anvil, and they're literally hammering it, getting it right. They're trying to get it right, trying to get it straight, trying to get it solid. You know, and this one guy had his way too hot. So when he dips it in the oil, you know, the oil kind of cools it off, but it also keeps the sword 
solidify so it doesn't just steam out and crack, mm-hmm. right? So he had it too hot, so when he dips it in the oil and he pulls it out, it's still on fire. It's still burning orange. Mm-hmm. He, can't, he can't get it out. He can't cool it down. So at the end, his sword had all these kinks in it where the, 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 the iron had not molded together. It had not come all together. It had a bunch of holes and air pockets in it. So his sword was no good. But however, you know, those other guys that were there, they were trying to cheer him on and everything because he's the same guy that got so hot. He was so hot in his room, he had to take a break out. He was about to faint. But they were encouraging each other. And it was a friendly competition. And that's what it was that's what that's what God is saying here. And this and so thing is they encouraged one another. They inspired one another. He said, The it is ready for the soldering. Then he fastened it with the pegs that it might not totter. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen. So if God chose you, guess what? The descendants of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from his farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and have not cast you away. So even with your imperfections, God has not cast you away because he knows with the imperfection that you have, he can work on you and make that imperfection your strength. That's how he will bless you. Mm-hmm. He will bless you with that that thing that you, you find. Remember I say you're only as strong as your weakest link? Well, God said there won't be a weak link here because whatever the weak part of you is will be a very strong point here very shortly. And that's how God works with us. That's how he does it. He says, and he says, and fear not, in verse 10, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. See that? Right. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So when you think you're going through it, do the Hezekiah. There I am. (laughs) Pray to God like, you know what? You know I'm trying to do this thing for you. You know I'm trying to be right. You know I'm trying to do all that. And all this mess keeps coming my way. God, help me out and get me through this. Remove these obstacles and these blocks out of my way so that I may accomplish what you have called me to do. Right. But we, we don't call on God like we should. We only, you know, it's when we actually want something. When we're going through some mess, we don't even call on God. We just woes me. But let us want a new car or, or, or that, that specific job or, you know, a new TV or something. Man, we're praying on it. We are praying on it so hard. You know, you go out there and buy your lottery ticket, and you're praying on it so hard. Oh, wow, I pray I win this lottery. What about when you're going through something? Won't you pray and say, God, whatever this I'm going through, make sure when I come out, I understand and, and am aware of what you just helped me out with. Because God's saying He's going to help you. 
He's saying, I am your strength. And he said, I will be your strength. I'm here for you. I have not forsaken you. I have not cast you off. Right. So you got to remember this. These words are very important. These are the words of God himself. Speaking through Isaiah. Letting the whole nation know that all you got to do is call. Know that, that, that old song goes, you just call out my name. <laughs> Remember that song? Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, God. Mm-hmm. And then he says here in verse 12, you shall seek them and not find them, for he's saying he will strike these people down and they will be, they will be gone. Those who contended with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a, as a non-existing thing. Poof, pow, gone. All your worries, all your troubles. You just got to call on God. You got to call on him. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. And I love him. I definitely love it. Where will we be without him? Right. <laughs> so any anyone got any questions right now? Any uh, comments? Concerns? Uh, comments? Anything to add? Okay. All right. So that was chapter 41. One more to go. Hello? Hello. All right. You got anything there? No. Yeah, I understood. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're, we're moving on to uh, Chapter 43, which I found... Very, very interesting. Yeah. In the, in the first couple of verses. I'm going to read this, and, you, and, and hopefully you catch what God is doing, or has already done, actually. There's the first one, chapter 43. But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Not the enemies, not of this world, but you belong to God. Verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire... You shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Siba for your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not. For I am with you, I will 
I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. Why was you created? For the glory of God. He says, for my glory. I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. Bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring out the witnesses that they may, that they may be justified or let them hear and say, it is true. God said, all those naysayers, all those saying that they have done something, let them come forth with some witness and show, show me what you've done. But I want to jump back a few verses. Verse 2 through 4. Through 3, I'm sorry. Verse 2 and 3. He says, you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. God is already calling out something that has already happened. And it's going to happen again. Because he's saying, when you go through these waters, you will not be troubled. They will not overflow you. Because the baptism represents newness and new life. Mm -hmm. When the children of Israel left Egypt, they walked through the waters, and the waters did not overflow them. Mm -hmm. It did not touch them. It did not bother them. But when their enemies came, they were overtaken by that water. Mm -hmm. God is calling this out. You, he says, when you pass through the waters, through the waters, I will be with you. Was he not with them when they came out of Egypt and they walked through that water? Yes, he was. He was there. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. Your baptism... When you come up, you're a new person. Mm -hmm. You're new in Christ. And he says, when you walk through the fire, you should not be burned. Mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because mm -hmm. their faith was in God and God alone. They did not bow down before the king and his idols. Right before his face, they told him. They didn't sit behind his back. They didn't sit to somebody else or a third person. To his face, they told him, we will not bow down to your God, for we, we love our God, and we're going to continue serving him. And he said, well, if you don't, I'm throwing you in the fire. And they're like, do what you got to do, man, because I ain't leaving my God. And he threw him in the furnace. God was with him. He says, when you walk through the fire, you should not be burned. And this is, you know, Christ was in there with them, and when they came out, their clothes didn't even stench of any smoke. Wasn't even touched. That's it. Daniel's same way in the lion's den. Mm -hmm. Wasn't even touched. This is how God works. Now he says, 
nor shall the flame scorch you. And he didn't touch him. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's our God. you got to love him. If you don't, I, I, I just don't know. I, 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 I don't understand it. Right. Now, I know you may not be in the know. There's a lot of people who are not in the know. We need to get them there and let them understand how God works and, and what kind of God he is. Mm-hmm. He's a God of many chances. Many, many chances. And he's even saying, bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Because he's saying, all these people who can't see, who can't hear, they will eventually. And he's spiritually talking about this. Because we had a few verses last week where it says, you know, they have ears and they should not hear, and they have eyes and they will not see. Mm-hmm. That's what God is saying. Spiritually, you are dead. Because you're not aware of anything going on around you. Right. Those are two of our, our best senses, is our sight and our hearing. Mm-hmm. To help us be aware of what is going on around us. And that's if we can't see it, we can hear it. And that's the thing, though, too, even in this, this time that we're in, it's crucial for us to stay spiritually minded so that you know, don't get your news from CNN. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Get it from heaven. You know, get you know, understand where you know, because we we go to the news to find out what's going on in the world, to find out the times that we're in. But you need to go to God at this time and asking God to show you, and He'll begin to show you exactly where you where we are. And let you know exactly what he's, you know, what's about to happen. <laughs> and what's happening and what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So you won't be left asleep. You won't be left to the wayside. Man, he's definitely saying here, he's like, I'll, I'll do what I need to do for you. If you, if you uh, keep my commandments, if you stay underneath the, the shadow of the Almighty, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's, that's just God you know that's God being God guys and you, you might say you, you just gotta love God being God mm-hmm. and love the way he is yeah. because he lets you work it out he doesn't force anything upon you no he doesn't he doesn't hold a gun to your head telling you what you, you must do for him. He gives you the choice whether you want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. And even in your midst, when you're still not doing it, he sends his son mm-hmm. to cover you in your mess. And his grace and his mercy have abounded through so much. Um, if we look at the culmination of all these chapters, there's times where we people were righteous and doing things the correct way, and then there's people who fell by the wayside. But the Lord's mercy still extended to say, okay, if you correct yourself, if you put yourself into the alignment of the will of God, 
I'll honor it. I'll still honor it. And now, who is our Redeemer? Christ. Christ. He shows up in this chapter. This is how Babylon falls. God says this. He's trying to let them know. He had some people, y'all see, y'all can do all this, bring some witnesses to, to, to justify yourselves. Right? And so, he says in verse 10, he says, okay, they, 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 can't, they can't bear witness of the things they do because they have no witnesses to do so. But God says, we as a people, we are his witnesses because we have seen the glory of God work in us. We have seen the glory of God work in others. We have seen God come through and rise up nations and bring down nations. We have seen God do this, move mountains, move waters. We have seen God do this. So he said in verse 10, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed. And there was no foreign God among you. Now, here, here it comes. He says, therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the days, before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? God is asking the question, who can reverse my work? No one. And verse 14, here it comes. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives. And right there, you know, you know when Christ is walking about the earth, his disciples and all these people are asking him what what is his mission and what what really is going on with him that he, you know they start to, to ponder and wonder he says i come to do the will of him that sent me that's what that's what Christ came to do the will of god whatever god wills and purpose to do christ did just that and that's what Christ is all about. That's what God is all about. Doing what they said they were going to do and carrying it out. Walking in it, talking in it, living it. And that's all he wants us to do. Is to have the confidence in ourselves to say we're going to be for God and not let anyone deter us from anything about it. Because we, we, we can get sidetracked real quick. But know that God is, is God, and he loves us. He adores us. He created us. And if he created us, that means he has to love us like a, like, like a parent loving their child, right? But that's God. And that's... Uh, that's chapter 43, guys. 
Anybody else got anything? Anyone? No. No? No questions? Any comments? Smart Good remarks. study. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I'm assuming you got something out of it. I did. All right. Sounds yeah. great. Through your words, too, especially some particular words that you chose to use or you were inspired to use. So <laughs> it, was, it was really good. All right. That's good to hear. It's good to yeah. hear. Yeah. Well, thank the Lord. I guess we can go Amen. Are we all done? Yeah, we're all done. Oh, okay. We'll go ahead and pray out then if nobody has anything else. And is there any prayer requests? Okay. Well, I just want to um, ask a prayer just to continue to keep uh, keep my family, um, continue to bless us, you know, um, as we continue going out, going through our days in and out. Um, I pray, uh, ask a prayer for my brother-in-law, um, Kent, um, the things that he's going through in his life. I, I'm going to pray for my brother, um, Lance, and um, pray for my uncle, um, Brian. If no other prayer requests, we'll go ahead and go on to prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to come before your presence, Lord God. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that on this evening, Lord Father, that our minds, Lord God, receive your word. Pray, Lord God, that you would implant in us, Lord Father, each and every word, Lord God, that we have studied on this evening, Lord Father, that we can be able to come before your presence boldly, Lord Father, knowing, Lord God, that, that you are God and God alone, and your promises, Lord God, that you will keep each and every one of them, Lord God. Pray, Lord God, that we supplicate upon this word, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, and be increased by it. Pray, Lord God, that you would stretch us by the Spirit, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that that our spiritual man can grow, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, and become strong. Pray, Lord God, that we continue to put on the full armor of Christ, Lord God, that we can stand within the evil days, Lord God, ahead. And I pray, Lord Father, your blood covering, Lord God, over each and every house that is present, Lord God, on this prayer line tonight. Lord God, cleanse, keep, and remove those things, Lord God, that are not like you, Lord Father. And, Lord God, keep the spirit, Lord God, of peace love, and a sound mind in our homes, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that you would anoint the walls, Lord God, from the front door to the back, from the top to the bottom, Lord God. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that no hurt, harm, or danger come not to dwellings, Lord God, on this prayer, in this prayer, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that each and every word that has been spoken, that it would infiltrate, Lord God, each and every home, Lord God, and cause it to be blessed in peace. Each through every car, Lord Father, or transportation as we go to and fro, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, continue to bless us, Lord God, on these, prayer, on these uh, Bible studies, Lord Father, that we can know more about you, Lord God, know more of what your plan is, Lord Father, know more about you, Lord God, and in that finding ourselves, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, a special prayer for my brother, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless him, Lord Father, where he is, Lord God, let him be Confident and kept, Lord Father, and I pray, Lord God, to have him to come to live in in um, New Jersey, Lord Father. 
pray, Lord God, that you would loose the shackles of the system, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that these things can be done. I pray, Lord God, for my for my uncle Brian, Lord Father, in the home. He's trying to sell his home, Lord God. We pray, Lord Father, that you would loose up the system there, Lord Father, that he can sell his home, Lord Father, to be able to have peace of mind, Lord God. I pray for a home for my brother-in-law, Kent, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, for a roof over his head, Lord God, and stability within his life, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that if there be another job that is available for him, or if this is a test, Lord God, in his life, we pray, Lord God, that he pass it, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that all of these requests, Lord Father, even those prayers, Lord God, that may not have been spoken, Lord God, but that are in the hearts of each and every person, Lord God, honor it, Lord God. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Your will be done in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. I'm typing up the uh, text right now as we speak for next week's study. It's going to be uh, three chapters, and we'll close out the month of October with uh, the uh, three chapters of Isaiah. Okay? Okay. All right, guys. You guys have a blessed one, and thanks once again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed night. Night. You too. Good night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.